0: M-S-W-Media. Hi, I'm Dan Dunn, host of What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn, the most wildly entertaining adult beverage-themed podcast in the history of the medium. That's right. The boozy best of the best, baby. And we have the cool celebrity promos to prove it. Check this out. Hi, I'm Allison Janney, and you're here with me on What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And that's my sexy voice boom boom is right academy award winner allison janney as you can see celebrities just love this show how cool is that
1: hey this is scotty pippen and you're listening to the dan dunn show and wait hold on the name of the show is what
0: all right sure scotty pippen momentarily forgot the show's name but there's a first time for everything hey everyone this is scoot mcnary i'm here with dan dunn on what are you drinking Fine, twice. But famous people really do love this show.
1: Hi, this is Will Forte, and you're, for some reason, listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn.
0: What do you mean, for some reason, Will Forte? What's going on? Hi, this is Kurt Russell. Listen, I escaped from New York, but I couldn't get the hell out of Dan Dunn's happy hour. Please, send help. Send help? Oh, come on, Kurt Russell. Can somebody out there please help me? I'm Dita Von Teese, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. <laughs> Let
1: me try one more time. Come on. Is I'm that right? Sorry. What We're no, Drinking? Amazing.
0: It, Is it's right amazing. Though? It's amazing. Just... Is it right? Ah, that's better.
1: Yo, it's Adam Shapiro. You're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn, and never have I ever drank this much at 4.30 p.m. Will pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill, it's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking, but well, this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn.
0: Welcome everybody to the big pre Super Bowl edition of the podcast. I, I just couldn't be more excited. Not necessarily about the podcast, although I, you know I love the show. I like doing it; it's good. But it's the game. It's the game I'm excited about because I am a born and raised in Philadelphia. I'm a lifelong diehard Eagles fan, and the Eagles are in the Super Bowl this Sunday, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And joining me now, another Philly boy who bleeds green. He's a star of stage and screen and the big screen and the TV screen and the screen on your, whatever screens you're watching on, you've seen him. He owns Shappy Pretzel, which is the greatest Philadelphia soft pretzel company outside the city of brotherly love. You know him, you love him. My man, Adam Shapiro. Yo, what's up, dude? Go birds! Go birds! This Go. is uh, what a week, huh? I—I I mean, are you able to concentrate on anything? Okay, this brings me to what I was going to say to you. We're winning this game.
1: I love the confidence.
0: We're winning this game, and and why that matters. Me saying this, and you'll—I think you'll be able to attest to this as well, Adam. Is as a Philadelphia fan, we are the fifth or sixth largest market. In America and for years it was even bigger than that. I think Phoenix overtook us. But for a, a city with such a rich tradition of sports teams, we lose
1: a lot. A lot. I mean, that's like our whole personality as, as a
0: city. We have the four major sports teams and we have not a lot of championships. Just not a lot. Not a ton. No. But and,
1: man, are they memorable when they happen.
0: So part of our DNA has been to expect the worst. We have an inferiority complex, I think, in Philadelphia. We're like, it can happen for us.
1: I didn't even think we were going to make the playoffs this season, let alone the Super Bowl.
0: No. Let's let's rewind to the Super Bowl, the very first one we won five years ago.
1: Forget about it.
0: Did you think for a second on that last play of the game when Brady airs it up, there was any chance that it wasn't either going to be caught by Gronk or... Pass interference. Some way, we're going to lose the Super Bowl. It has to happen. Uh,
1: It 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 took me a good minute or two after the ball hit the ground to believe the game was over. I mean, right there, people started celebrating in my living room. Like guys, guys, there's a flag. There's a bit, there's something that's never happened before in football. Like, something's going to happen here. We don't just beat Tom Brady and win a Super Bowl. That doesn't happen. And it, it was so shocking. And that's the thing, man. And so I don't know what's happened. And it's not like we've won a
0: ton of championships since then, but the Phillies out of nowhere made the World Series last year. And the Sixers are looking like a prohibitive favorite right now. And suddenly, I have this confidence. But but I really believe it stems from this particular team. There's something oh. about this iteration of the Eagles that just fills me with confidence where I would never say out loud, we're going to win the game. Cause I'd be like,
1: Oh, I'm jinxing us. Right. But I think we're better than them. I were, we're a better team. We should win the game. Everybody's playing at the top of their game. And there's something about this team too. That's really likable. Like I really enjoy the players and the coach. Everybody is like a pleasure to follow on social media and to like listen to in the interviews. It's a fun team. And they're ballers. I mean, both sides, you know, the defense. I mean,
0: we have arguably the best defensive player in Hassan Reddick. We have arguably the best quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And I know people out there that aren't Eagles fans are listening right now going bullshit. But it's if if Hurts didn't get hurt. He wins the m v p this year and he oh, still might would, he still might win it, but if he hadn't a gotten hurt, he would have won. Without a doubt, and Sirianni, I think, kind of got robbed. Look, Dayball, the guy in the Giants, did a decent job, but I think Sirianni got robbed on Coach of the Year. That's okay. Howie's going to probably win Executive of the Year. He absolutely should. Howie Roseman, our GM. Sorry for those of you listening right now.
1: Going, what are these guys talking about? Well, you know what's fun about this season too—that that you know we've won Super Bowls, we've we've gone to Super Bowls, we've had great teams, but we've never kicked this much ass in a season, like. Half of our wins were by like 30 points. Have they broken a sweat in the playoffs? No. I, the,
0: the, it's unbelievable. They've let up 14 points in two games. That's it. They've and then dominated. People
1: are like, well, the you know, the 49ers, the, their quarterbacks got injured. I'm like, we injured them. They didn't slip on banana peels. <laughs> exactly. We knocked them out of the game by hitting them really hard.
0: Yeah. I, hey, man, I, I'm i I'm feeling it. And by the way, people are listening going, is this what we're talking sports with Dan Dun. No, this is what we're drinking with Dan Dun. So look at this. Ready? Here we go. Ah. There it is. Crack it open, okay, baby. I have cracked. This is why I've cracked. I've cracked a beer. I'm having a Kona big wave gold nail Kona, as we all know, is located between Kensington and Frankfurt in Philly. No, no, no is that not right? No, maybe it might no, be a little outside, a little Philly. west of it, maybe, but whatever. Yeah, it's a yeah, Hawaiian beer, but I, I, this is what I'm drinking. And the reason I'm drinking beer is because when I eat Philly soft pretzels, I like to eat them with beer. I don't have any Philly soft pretzels here because uh, what why? Why don't I have any?
1: Uh It's 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 a travesty to be because honest. Because you're selling out. You can't even get them. Like people that's how it popular. This week and next week, this week in, in particular is so crazy with pretzels leading up to this game. I mean, we've already sort of pre-sold a couple thousand. Wait,
0: let me back up though. Let me back up for those on listening. Cuz if you didn't hear the last time Shappy was on the show, quickly you, during COVID, yeah, in during lockdown, COVID, you're, a, I, you're a Philly boy. Where are you from originally? Where in Philly? I grew up in Abington. Abington, the... that's right. Very close to me. We talked about this before. Yeah, Mike.
1: my father was a professor at Temple. My mother taught at Abington schools. And, um, and I moved out to LA about 20-something 20, 20 years ago pandemic happens my show stops shooting my wife's top show starts. and this
0: show is uh, never have i ever on netflix yeah this is when i was doing never
1: have i ever i think like season two or three at the time when we stopped and um and i just started cooking with my son and i was like oh man he he hasn't had a philly soft pretzel like this is the summer he's two years old this is the summer he eats a philly soft pretzel so (laughs) we just started messing around in the kitchen and one thing led to another And all of a sudden we were dropping them off to people's houses. And then all of a sudden people were like, yo, can I buy some more? And then there was a line down the street during lockdown on my street of people picking up soft pretzels. I moved into a big bakery. We started doing pop-ups around the city life sort of came back from COVID and we started doing all this catering and weddings and bar mitzvahs and film sets. And now it's like two and a half years later, we've sold seven jillion pretzels. By the way, this is no small
0: feat what he's done here because people try to recreate Philly food across the country, most notably the cheesesteak. And let's face it. 99 out of 100 times if you're getting a Philly cheesesteak outside of Philly, it sucks. And maybe maybe in New York because they can get the same bread and stuff, but it sucks. They don't even try tasty cakes. But the soft pretzel, and we're going to get into the specifics of the soft pretzel in just a minute, but I have never in my life, and, and when I grew up, they're ubiquitous, man. There are guys on the corner with bags selling soft pretzels everywhere. It is something that everybody that grew yeah. up in Philadelphia and I've never had one outside the city that remotely resembled the authentic Philly soft pretzels that I grew up with. And then I had yours and I don't even know how it happened. How do we even meet? Somebody connected us and we did this show a couple of years ago. I think it was pre, yeah. pre was it pre COVID probably? Right? Yeah. I think it might've been. No, no, it
1: was, it was, it had to be.
0: No, sorry. You invented it during COVID. It was, but we were able to go out. I remember we did it at a Firestone brewery. That's and, right. We were at the brewery. And I was blown away. It brought back so many memories. And I think that's where your success is coming from, man, is there's an insane amount of people from Philadelphia in Los Angeles. There, you know how you have expatriate like there's a
1: pipeline it's
0: insane like there's expat sports bars all over the country if you live in new york you might be able to find a packers bar but and they have them here in los angeles but nothing on the scale of philadelphia there are f- at least five i can think of including one i go to the garage which are hundreds of eagles fans at every oh. one of these bars representing. It,
1: it is in the philly sports culture in la is insane and i you know being out here for so long, I felt like I kind of knew all the Philly people until I started a pretzel company and it is bonkers. And you know, I laugh because my bakery, I sell the pretzels out of my bakery and everybody works at my bakery. None of them are from Philly. None of them have seen a Philly pretzel in their lives until I brought it to the bakery. And they just get such a kick out of the fact that like every day they sell something to like 10 different guys wearing Eagles jerseys. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Monday through Sunday, I love it every day. Like they've never seen anything like it. Like it's an old Jewish bakery. They sell challah to like old ladies, and then all of a sudden, there's it's like a pep rally every day of guys coming in. Well, that's such pre-
0: a uniquely Philly thing too, because I was just back in Philly a few weeks ago, and nowhere else that I know of does this. You'll go out in Philly on a Friday night in the summer. It's not even football season no. and guys are wearing Eagles jerseys out to dinner or
1: Flyers jerseys or it's a fashion choice I wouldn't make
0: myself, but I love that that happens.
1: Yeah. I had family growing up that had their their Eagles stuff and then they had their nice Eagles stuff, you know, for Thanksgiving <laughs> or whatever. The fancy it's like, stuff. Yeah, I'm going to put on my nice. It's like, the nice, like yeah, the nice china.
0: You got to pull out the nice china.
1: The sweater that sort of zips up a quarter way down, you know what I mean? Like a nice thing that you could ha- but it's still got the Eagles logo on it, but you could wear it to like a nice dinner, you know? Yeah. I mean, nice. it's it's crazy. I know guys growing up in Philly that that had nothing in their wardrobe that didn't have an Eagles logo on it.
0: Can I say something, by the way? I love that every time we talk, you're in this closet. This is my
1: closet, man.
0: Every time we've Zoomed, you're in a shoe closet. It looks like your wife's shoe closet.
1: Yeah, it's basically all of my wife's shoes, and um, she hosts two podcasts from this closet. She hosts a podcast called <laughs> Katie's Crib. By the way, Adam's no. wife is
0: Katie Lowes, uh, you yeah. know from Scandal, and and uh, she co-hosts uh, with uh, uh, Ryan Seacrest Ryan sometimes. Fo- and- does all that stuff. She's, a, she's fantastic. Uh, haven't had her on my show though. I don't know what the problem is there. She's but got to jump on. We're going to work this out one of these
1: days. Nobody likes to have a drink like Haiti. Come That's, on.
0: We're going to do it. We're going to do it in person. I'm going to come out and meet you guys somewhere. Now, I, I, I dug up an article in Philadelphia Magazine, did a piece uh, last year written by Sandy Hingston, and it is how Philadelphia became Pretzel Town USA. Now, I, well, I know this article well. You knew okay. So basically, yeah. what it, they say here is that pretzel historians, which is a funny thing to, that that exists, generally agree the pretzel shape has its roots in Christianity. Do you know? Yes, you know right. this, okay? They say that um, early Catholic rules prohibit, uh, prohibited consumption of dairy fats and meats during Lent. So pretzels, which are what? What's in a pretzel?
1: Oh, no, you just get, you know, you got your uh, flour and your water and your, your salt.
0: Yeah. And, yeah right.
1: You don't have to use a, the, the monks would actually make them in the bottom bottom of the monasteries and the churches.
0: How does it end up in Philly?
1: So they start making them right. They start giving them to kids who do their prayers, right? They start giving them to wedded couples as a, as a s- sign of their union, the, the twist, the knot in the middle of the pretzel. And a lot of people say that tie the knot came from pretzels. A few people would also say tie the knot came from different things, you know, like Scottish has their culture. We saw that in Braveheart where you like tie the knot around the rag and you know, around the two hands. And, you know, even Judaism has like all this knot stuff on the end of the tallest. Knot is a big thing. My dad
0: would have said it's tying your nut, your dick in a knot because you ain't going to need it anymore.
1: Oh, bam!
0: Dad is a wise oh, man. Oh, what a funny man he is. Yeah.
1: He, okay. um, He's right. And so I, oh, oh yeah, so. Then the pretzels sort of went from Austria and Italy, where that was happening in churches, and they went into Germany, right? And the Germans sort of perfected the pretzel process. The Germans moved in the 1600s to uh, Pennsylvania, and in the 1700s, they sort of established the the Pennsylvania Dutch colony. Lancaster County. Is, yeah. It's about an hour outside of Philadelphia for those who have not been to that part of town. The, you, But a lot of people have seen it. The, the Amish people and they're driving around and they have like the outfits and they have horses and carriages still and they churn butter. It's, it's like it's like a um, it's like a theme park, but it's actually real. These people actually live back in like you know, two centuries it's, ago. It's
0: a, it's a group of people that probably has a very low suicide rate as opposed to the rest of us because they're not they're not on social media. They're not worrying no, about trying to keep up with, TV. you know, oh, look at his vacation. It looks so much, his life looks so much better than mine. Yeah, they're not on any no. of that shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, they started making pretzels. Now, when pretzels were first established, they were soft. So yeah. we call them soft pretzels and pretzels, but really they should be called hard pretzels and pretzels and soft pretzels should just be called pretzel. The soft pretzel is
0: the original incarnation of the pretzel. The
1: original incarnation is a, is a soft pretzel. So the funny thing is, is um, the Pennsylvania Dutch did two things in order to make the pretzels more sellable down in Philadelphia, right? One was to make them hard so that they had like a much bigger shelf life and they could put them in bags and they could put them on their horses and carriages and go down to Philadelphia and sell the hard pretzels. The other thing was... To take the the Bavarian pretzels, those giant ones that you get at bars and breweries and stuff, turn it on its side and then squish it down. And that's the shape of a Philly pretzel. And then you line them up so that they're actually touching when you bake them. So Philly pretzels rip apart like you would rip apart uh, two cinnamon buns or like a... Um, uh Hawaiian sweet roll. As I right? mentioned
0: earlier in the show, guys would be selling them on the street in brown bags, standing on the street corner, which I don't know if I'd be that brave anymore this day and age, but you just pull up <laughs> to the, you pull up to the light guys there $1 and you get five of them and they're all connected. Oh. They're all connected. Yeah, together and all connected. And you just rip and them you... apart and you eat them. And they were, they're so friggin' good. And that kind of yeah. goes. So you were talking about, there was a guy named and you'll, you'll know this, this guy Sturgis, right?
1: Yeah. So, Sturgis opened, the technically, probably the first soft petrol bakery in America, which is up in, like, Redding? Letitz. <laughs> yeah, what is it? It's, I think it's Letitz, but it's L-I-T-I-T-Z,
0: which we call, because we're children, latitz baby. In latitz in Lancaster County, 1861. Yes, and it's still in operation. His son ran it until 1976. His son was like 90 and kept running this place.
1: I've actually never been to that bakery. And um, my next trip to Philly, I'm going
0: to. And you I, have to bring some. Your, I have to Now, the guy on record, as the, we talk about the street vendors, the guy on record for that, per this book called The Larder Invaded, was a guy named Daniel Kleiss, who in the 1820s started selling them on the street. They had a little cart and he's going around and people are buying
1: these pretzels. And and eventually, basically, pretzel culture got woven into the into the fabric of Philadelphia society. Like if you live in L.A., you know that like donuts are a big part of our culture. You got a meeting. You got a big thing with a bunch of people. You go to a donut shop. They're everywhere. And you pick up a pink box and you put 12 donuts in there. And that's like what you show up with. And in Philly, it's soft pretzels. You show up. Somewhere with a bunch of soft that's, pretzels.
0: Well, what's uh, Sandy Higginston, who wrote this piece? That's she points at the very top of the article. She says, "Philadelphians eat twelve times as many pretzels as anybody else in America. We, Philadelphia, we we make up eighty percent of the nation's supply of pretzels. Obviously, it's the pretzel capital of of America, probably of the world at this point.
1: We're, we're obsessed, and, and you know, it's it's just a cultural thing. There's nothing." There's nothing that says a bagel has to be eaten at breakfast. But, you know, it just became a breakfast bread. And that became something that spread far and wide from New York. And for some reason, the Philadelphia pretzel just never really left that region for 150 years, you know. And now you're starting to see them spring up. There's, like, people who are doing really good Philly pretzels in St. Louis. There's one in... um arizona there's one in denver and now we got one in la and it's uh it's uh it's pretty awesome look man a lot of people are starting to learn that there's a different shape and sort of consistency and flavor of a pretzel and in a lot of cases it's turning people who don't think they really love pretzels into pretzel fans
0: this show, obviously, what we're drinking. Almost all of the celebrities that I have on the show have gotten into the booze game, and we all know there's a ton of them in the booze game. And that's why yeah. that's why I love you, man. I love because you <laughs> you went a different route. You didn't get the memo that you were supposed to start a tequila. You decided. Yes, I mean, I it'd be
1: nice to be able to sell a pretzel for seventy bucks, but, um, but man, how is business? You're, I mean, it seems like it's booming for is you. is booming it doesn't stop did you ever imagine this i guess
0: when you were inventing this when you're not inventing when you were recreating it in your kitchen for your son did you ever think holy shit i might have myself a a little side gig is not bad side gig. yeah
1: i honestly i never thought that but everyone who tasted it said the same thing and i've done that before like i've had friends be like oh yeah i made these cookies and i'm like you could sell these these are incredible you know what i mean And so everybody was saying that to me, but I just, you know, you just take it with a grain of uh, pretzel salt and you're just like, yeah, sure, I could sell these. Who's going to buy soft pretzels from like this weird dude? And it wasn't until I was sort of forced to create a company because Ryan Seacrest told the entire country that I need that they need to buy shappy pretzel. And I was like, man, he just said that on national TV. Let me just buy a website. That says com. Let me get the Instagram just in case this ever does become a company. And it was from that moment until people started actually purchasing and, and coming and picking up the pretzels was like probably eight days. And you
0: have a team now. You have like a you have a staff.
1: Oh, yeah. We got the best staff in the world. It's so cool. We got people who are from Philly. We got people who've never been to Philly and never had a Philly pretzel outside of Shappy Pretzel. And it's like a perfect, you know, and it's brought Philly back into my life in the best possible way. Like, Super Bowl Sunday, I'll deliver to, like, I think we have close to 100 deliveries to Super Bowl parties. And I'm going to split that up with my staff, and everyone's going to take, like, sort of a region of Southern California. And um, I'm going to get to see, like, 30 different Eagles parties on my way to my own.
0: Yeah, he goes out. He Adam goes out and drives them around himself. So, uh, two weeks ago for the Giants game... I, I met up with you in Santa Monica at another uh, Eagles bar called Britannia and got some pretzels f- from you. And I brought them to the garage where I watched the games and people were coming up to go, cause I was giving them out to some people and they, yeah. they were coming up to me going, Hey man, I heard you got, sha-. it was like drugs, you know, like dude, bro, <laughs> it's like bro you got some shabby pretzel. I, can you hook me up? And people go nuts. Like they, they, no, they follow your truck around. They, you, you have yeah, pop I'm a dealer.
1: We, had, we I was laughing so hard the other day. My wife and I are, like, uh, taking school tours because our son's about to start kindergarten. So we went to a school tour the other day in a neighborhood where I have a pretzel pop-up twice a week. So, you know... I I've sort of really ingratiated myself into the community right here where this one particular school we were touring was. And so when they say, oh, just can you quietly go into the classroom and check out a classroom, but just don't disturb the kids. They're learning and everybody sort of all the parents sort of shuffle into the back and just really silently observe for a couple of minutes and quietly leave. But every time we would go into a classroom, the kids would see me and go (laughs) shopping. And I'm like, I'm their dealer. I'm doing a podcast. This is my son right now. Oh, nice. What's happening? You can't hear the TV? I can't hear Okay, well give me a couple minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Um That's my son. He's a crazy person, Albie. That's funny.
0: Um do you need to go handle something right now? No. You know what we'll do? will we'll take a we'll take a very quick break. We'll take a quick break. No, shit. No, we're gonna All take right. a quick break anyway, and come back and get very quickly get Shappy's prediction for the game. Uh, please stay. fast. Yes. Uh, listen. To, we need our sponsors here, and this is you're gonna listen to this because these these are these are sponsors you're gonna want to have at your Super Bowl party. Be right back. Oh boy, am I excited to announce that one of our original sponsors—that's right—an OG. I guess it would be an OS, right? Original sponsor. Okay, sure. With us from the beginning, they took a little break, and now they're back in the mix, and I'm talking about Rabbit Hole. My go-to for American whiskey, Rabbit Hole makes bourbon and rye in extremely small batches. We're only talking 15 barrels or less at this amazing distillery they have smack dab in the middle downtown Louisville, Kentucky. And Rabbit Hole's recipes are totally unique. They were created by their founder, a guy named Cave, personal friend of mine, one of the coolest guys in the bourbon business. Cave and his team at Rabbit Hole spare no expense making their bourbon and rye. They have their own cooking methods. They use top-of-the-line grains. They never chill filter, and they use barrels that are toasted, charred, and wood-fired, which almost nobody does anymore. And what you end up with by doing that is a line of bourbon and rye, these really rich, deep flavors that are unlike anything you've ever tasted. And right now, Rabbit Hole's offering a special deal for my listeners. You get $5 off your first order if you order through Drizzly. That's right, get it delivered through Drizzly and enter code RABBIT. You get $5 off your first order. Trust me on this, folks. You're going to want to get in there and order that right now. Get that rabbit hole.
1: Hey, this is Big J. Okristen, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. Fly, Eagles, fly.
0: On the road to victory. Fight, fight, fight. Fly, fly Eagles,
1: fly. Score Eagle, a touchdown. touchdown. One, play. two, three. Hit him high. High, hit
0: them high. Watch, watch our eagles fly. fly. <laughs> we're a it. again. We're fly. so drunk. On the road to victory, let's bring it home. E A G L E S. spelling. Go. We are ripped. And we're back. Uh, and that was just uh, me and Big J Okerson uh, butchering the Eagles fight song that was Jay was on a couple of years ago. And it, do you know Big J comedian? No. Oh, he's one of the funniest guys in the world. He's a huge comedian, and, and his nickname's Big J. Uh, when he was on, we you heard us just now doing that Eagles fight song. Uh, so, oh, and yeah. you and I have to do it before we go. So, um, <laughs> I got to ask you. What What is your prediction for the game? I want you to be honest. How do you feel it's going to play out?
1: Eagles 37, Chiefs 20. Who's your MVP? Well, they're going to give it to uh, Hertz because so often the quarterback gets the MVP no matter kind of what happens in the game. Unless like a wide receiver happens to score like five touchdowns or whatever. But it should go to Hassan Reddick who absolutely destroys the Kansas City offensive line. And Temple's it'll be Temple football's greatest moment in the profession. You
0: said your dad taught there. I went to Temple. Did you go to Temple?
1: Yeah, you're a Temple Owl. I am a Temple Hour Owl in my heart. I, you know, I grew up at Temple University with my dad there. You know, I went to kindergarten and was the ball boy for the for the team in the '80s when they were amazing the basketball team. And um, and then when I turned college age, my dad was like, "You need to go away to school. You need to have that experience. You can't have, you can't come to Temple where I am and." And uh, so I went to University of Maryland and I didn't go to Temple and I drove everybody at Maryland insane when Temple would come play Maryland and I would sit with the Temple side and root for Temple. And they're like, you, you go to Maryland. And I was like, what am I supposed to do? Just change the team I love in, the, in one year just because I go to the school?
0: Well, you know what they used to say about me back in the day when I was choosing college? Yeah, and they said, uh, very smart people. He could have gone anywhere he chose Temple. Temple. That was, remember that, exactly. those were the commercials? Those commercials- he could have
1: gone anywhere. He chose Temple. Great, and then great
0: was, slogan, except the, the commercials didn't age well because the guy doing the commercials uh, was Bill Cosby.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, and he, the, the entire university didn't age well because of Bill Cosby. No, uh, we had Bob Saget, was
0: also Temple. John
1: Hall and Oath met at and Temple. Now we, and now we've got Quinta Brunson who is taking over the planet. Did she go to, temple i didn't know that he went to temple and left her junior year to to write for buzzfeed in new york and she started doing sketches in buzzfeed and then she moved out to la and she booked a couple sketch shows and then uh all of a sudden you know she created Abbott elementary and she's like the biggest deal ever And she's amazing she's the coolest person ever
0: we're taking over this world to philadelphia we're taking over. and right after we win the super bowl this week so if we if we do win excuse me when we win Mm-hmm. That's, two, like that's two that's two in five years that's kind of that's kind of getting into dynasty tech you know a little bit right
1: <laughs> can you be a dynasty if literally everyone from your team is is different from the first time you won the super bowl Not everybody kelsey was on the
0: team uh lane johnson was on that team uh We've brandon couple, like, was on that team yeah
1: some standards some standards that are still on the team a
0: few yeah but it, it's i'm excited and no matter how it turns out i'm lying this is the part where i lie. No matter how I, it turns out, I'm going to be proud of this team. But we are winning. A
1: damn, it's been a damn good season. Really fun. And I, I, you know, as I, I I always think of things as like not you know, I I love football, right? But I'm I'm not the I've never been the guy who can like name all the players and name the players on the other teams. I watch the Eagles. I pretty much exclusively watch their games. I don't watch anybody else's games. And so the playoffs are always really exciting because I'm like, I've never seen the Chiefs play. I've never seen the, you know, like any of the teams were playing. I never saw the Niners play until we played them. <laughs> and uh, for 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 me, this has just been such an enjoyable season because we've had a lot of games that you could just sort of party through. Yeah. Like no- normally I'm, I'm like obsessed with being able to like hear the TV and only hang out with people who are like really focused on the game. But this season sort of opened up like a, a little portal to like having fun while watching the Eagles, because they were so far ahead. Something... Most of the games, right? Yeah. Like I never grew up thinking watching an Eagles game is really fun. I mean, it was, it was awesome when we won. It sucked when we lost, we were, we were mostly losing. Um, and now it's just like, Oh, we could like party through this game. This is amazing. We're up 30. Do you have like a crew of, philly actors that you watch the games with i do when i first moved out here i had a bunch of guys who were sort of like who knew my parents or my parents knew their parents and i called them and it was a a great crew brian klugman rd rob bradley cooper's in that crew you know and this was like 2000 um and we've been watching every Eagles game together. Well, Bradley's at every to go game. To we we has, used to go to so Hollywood, Hollywood Billiards. Oh, yeah. I remember that spot. Yeah. Which was my favorite place ever to watch an Eagles game because it wasn't just an Eagles bar. It was like every team was there. Every team had their own sort of section of that bar. And so you could sort of like, oh, the Eagles game ends. And you, everyone runs over to like see the end of the Giants game, and then everyone runs over to see the end of the Redskins game, and it's just like, and just talk shit to all the other fans. I mean, it was such a good time. And then they closed that place and tore it down. Damn it! Well, that's happened to a lot of places, but uh, Tommy Lasorda owned it. Tommy,
0: uh, one day, we' we'll, next time we have you on, I'm going to tell you my Lasorda story. He's kind of a jerk. Uh, I, I'm just going to say that he yelled at me at a Phillies game once. He was screaming at me to sit down. The game hadn't even started yet, and then I said. He-
1: he shook my wife's hand for a little too long for my life. <laughs> he's creeping. He's creeping on Katie. He like she sang the national anthem at the Dodgers game once. And like I was down there on the field and I was sort of like videotaping her and uh you know put it on social media or whatever. And then I saw the sort I'm like, okay, oh, we gotta go say hi to this guy. He's, he's like a legendary Philly and uh, Los Angelino I mean because he's from Philly and he, and he was like this famous Dodgers coach and so we go over to him and we're like talking to him and I just felt like he was like what's up dude to me and then he like was like kissing Katie on her both cheeks and like a long hug and like a long handshake and I was like alright Lasorda back to the dugout <laughs> alright back to the I'll start kicking dirt at him
0: imagine if you got home and Katie was acting weird and she said you know I think I'm gonna leave you for Tommy Lasorda <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I got his number. Uh, I got it's, his, it's a landline. He's it's the landline. He's been
0: calling. Uh, well, listen, man. Where, so what do you got going? What do you want to plug here? What do we have going now?
1: Uh, You're the best. What? Dude, I was just in uh, Budapest the last seven months shooting a John Wick prequel TV series called The Continental. It's a three-part miniseries that is so mind-blowing. And it's basically the John Wick world 30 years before the first oh, wow. movie. When
0: is that? Where is and, that going to uh, be? When and
1: where? It'll be on when Peacock. It'll be streaming on Peacock, possibly a theater thing. Uh, they haven't announced it yet, but it's there's there's talk that it could be at a few different places. And then um, we just did season four of Never Have I Ever on Netflix, so that'll air in the summer. Big hit that show. And then I got uh, yeah. Now I got to get and a job. Shappy Pretzel Empire. F- and then we just you know we make pretzels until we get you're the gonna nice have factory.
0: you are gonna have your own. I know you're working with a bakery now, but is the plan at some point to have your own brick and mortar that's oh, yeah. just Shappy Pretzel?
1: Yeah, yeah, you have I to. Do have
0: it. 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 I, hey, I I'm have investing. It, so. Can I say that right now? You're in. I know. I know Bradley Cooper might want to get in on this shit, but you know what? <laughs> hey, I hope he does. I'm in. I don't got Bradley Cooper money, but I got podcast money. So at least it. two I or three it. grand we, coming your way, buddy.
1: We, we need that podcast money. <laughs> uh, we got to buy a lot of flour. And uh, where on the social media can they find you? You can find me on sh- at Shappy Shaps on Instagram or Shappy Pretzel on Instagram. And um, I love to post there and I love to talk to people. So hit me up.
0: We're going to be talking to Shappy again soon. We are going to do an episode with Shappy and his better half, Katie. Po- hopefully soon we can talk about the big win. because uh, And
1: it'll be no, over drinks. She really likes a spicy marg.
0: No, we're going to do it in person somewhere. We'll do yes. it at a, we'll do it at a, like a nice Mexican place with margaritas. And we'll,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll some spicy margaritas. We'll do it nice. Now,
0: before we go we got to do it. Ready? Let's do it. Bum, 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 fly, eagles, fly, on, on the, road the road to, to victory. victory, fight, 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 fly,
1: fly eagles, eagles fly. fly, score a, a touchdown. touchdown, one, two, one, two,
0: three, one, two, three. hit them low, hit them high. high,
1: and watch, watch our eagles, eagles fly. fly. Fly Eagles, Eagles fly. fly
0: on the road, on the road to, to victory. victory. Hit it E A G L E S Eagles. The Super Bowl's this weekend, everybody. You know this. If you're having a party or you're going to a party, Or just your life's a party. You're going to need drinks. And you're going to need stuff to mix in those drinks. Fresh Victor's a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that taste amazing. It's like a a 60-yard touchdown run. That's how good fresh victor is they offer nine unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to tantalize any palate all the ingredients are fair trade source there's no artificial anything the mixers are produced at 100 solar powered juicing plant and they don't waste anything no waste while you're watching the big game fresh victor they want to help you out they want you to be the best football watching footballer person you can be with this killer deal simply go to fresh victor Victor.com, fill up your shopping cart and at checkout enter promo code FV Dan20. Fresh Victor Dan20. Get it? FV Dan20. You get 20% off your order. How's that for a sweet deal when you're watching Rihanna at the halftime show? Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And like the Philadelphia Eagles, we're talking about the best. That's Fresh Victor. Alright, friends. It's about time to get out of here. Before I go, I want to leave you with a quick story that kind of illustrates just how much the Philadelphia Eagles mean to me. Um, As some of you may know, my younger brother, Brian, passed away some years ago. I love them to death. I miss them all the time. One of the many shared loves that Brian and I had, I got to say, probably right up near the top of the list, had to be Eagles football and it goes back to, well, when he was a little kid for sure, um, we used to play a game called goal line stand. I guess he would have been three or four and I'm 10 years older than him. How it worked is, you know, we played in the living room and I'd back up and I'd toss him a Nerf football and he'd catch it and he'd square up and he'd charge right at me intent on knocking me down and scoring. So I was 10 years older and three times his size, but I never took it easy on him. So he rarely got by me. But Brian never got pissy when he wasn't stopped. He seemed to kind of relish the challenge. I'd tackle him, and I'm putting that in quotation marks. I'd really tackle him. And we'd grunt and we'd growl and we'd make all sorts of noises, just like the real football players on TV were making. But no matter how many times he came up short, Brian would get back up on his feet. He'd hand me that ball. He'd go back to the starting position and give it another go. Over and over again. Now, the point was not to burnish my reputation as a run stopper. I was never much of a football player. I love goal line stand as much as the kid did. Every fourth or fifth try, I'd grab hold of Brian and I'd pretend to struggle to bring him down and he'd screw on his meanest football player face and his little legs were bumping and his arms were outstretched trying to get that nerf football across the piece of masking tape that served as the goal line. Even then, Three or four years old, he had a truly impressive drive. Trying to get to the goal line was better than actually making it. And then, just when Brian had exhausted every bit of energy he had trying to break free, I'd let him go. Touchdown. I invite you to follow me on social media at The Imbiber. Twitter and Instagram podcast has a Instagram at WWD underscore podcast I want to thank Adam Shapiro for being on the show check out Shappy Pretzel maybe order some watch the big game and uh with that go birds and thank you to everyone for listening